Hi, this is Hamida from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 10th of April. The audio quality of this podcast might not be up to the mark since we at NewsLaundry are recording our podcast from home. Please bear with us as we get through these difficult times and bring you the best of what we have to offer. Before we begin with the daily news briefing, we would like to inform our listeners that this podcast is part of the Google News Briefing Now, which is a quicker way of listening to our daily episodes. To access Daily Dose on your news app, go through these steps. First, ask your Google Assistant to play the news. Then, go to Settings, click on Add News Source and look for Daily Dose. Once you find us, select it and adjust the order according to your preference. Now, you're all set. All you have to do is tell Google to play the news and it should work. India reported over 6,000 positive cases of coronavirus with 199 deaths as of today morning. Maharashtra has a fifth of these cases at 1,364 with 125 deaths. Tamil Nadu has recorded 834 cases with 21 deaths. New Delhi has 720 positive coronavirus cases registered with 25 deaths. Prime Minister Narendra Modi today on social media said that India was committed to contributing towards humanity's fight against this pandemic. His response came after Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro thanked him on Twitter for supplying hydroxychloroquine to his country. Modi said, and I quote, The India-Brazil partnership is stronger than ever in these challenging times, unquote. In another tweet, he also responded to Israel PM Benjamin Netanyahu saying that the countries had to jointly fight the pandemic and that India was ready to do whatever possible to help its friends. Yesterday, American President Donald Trump too called him a terrific person for lifting the ban on the export of hydroxychloroquine. India is one of the largest exporters of the anti-malarial drug that is proving to be key in the treatment of COVID-19 patients. The centre has asked all state and union territories to increase the number of samples being collected to at least 2.5 lakh by April 14th. April 14th is when the 21-day lockdown is slated to end. However, as mentioned by Snigda in the previous podcast, according to reports, experts and government officials have pressed for its extension. Meanwhile, the Indian Council of Medical Research, or ICMR, is framing a protocol for infusing blood plasma from people who have recovered from coronavirus into patients in a serious condition. The procedure is known as convalescent plasma therapy. Also, according to new ICMR research, the percentage of random positive samples of coronavirus among severe acute respiratory illness across the country has increased incrementally over the past month. Air India Chief Rajiv Bansal has said that the crippling effect of coronavirus has further plummeted the company's finances to a precarious position. However, he said that the company has managed to keep afloat. Meanwhile, Indigo announced that after the lockdown, it will restart its operations with only 50% occupancy and will not serve meals on board. The CEO, in an email to employees, said that apart from being safety conscious, the airline should be health conscious as well. He said that the aircraft would be deep cleaned more frequently and come out with a new set of protocols very soon. Assam has reported its first virus-related death from Hailakandi district. The state's health minister, Himanta Biswa Sarma, in a tweet, said that a 65-year-old who had attended the Tablighi Jamaat gathering passed away due to complications of the infection. The total number of reported cases is currently 29. The Arunachal Pradesh Information and Public Relations Department called out Z News for falsely reporting that the northeastern state has 11 coronavirus patients 
who can be traced back to last month's tablighi jamaat function in delhi's nizamuddin the ipr is responsible for dissemination of government news or programs in arunachal it also pointed out that the state has reported a single positive case of coronavirus so far this isn't the first time z news has been called out for spreading false information around the coronavirus outbreak several other prominent media outlets including news agency ani and hindi daily amar ujala have similarly been called out dear listeners in the face of the tablighi jamaat incident ever wonder about the molanas that come on tv channels and how accurately they represent the muslim voice you'd be surprised to know that many of them don't to know more read mehraj's piece titled who is that muslim voice on your tv a charlatan likely following new delhi and mumbai the faridabad district magistrate has ordered that everyone should wear a mask after leaving their houses the order came into effect from today morning haryana has reported 169 cases and 3 deaths in telangana a 48 year old headmistress of a government school drove 1400 kilometers on her scooter to bring back her son who was stranded at a friend's place she traveled from bodhan in nizamabad in telangana to nellore in andhra pradesh her 19 year old son is a student at narayana medical academy at hyderabad and had gone with his classmate to rehmatabad in nellore on march 12th the state has reported 442 cases with 7 deaths former maharashtra chief minister and leader of opposition devendra fadnavis hit at the udhav thackeray government for allegedly granting permission to vips to bypass lockdown restrictions in the state responding to a report by times now on violation of lockdown orders by kapil vadhavan of dhfl group and 22 others he asked on whose orders had this been done in bihar nearly one third of its coronavirus cases have been reported from one family in shivan district the district is a hot spot that is 130 kilometers away from patna which is the city's capital the chain of infection was traced to one man who returned from oman last month 22 of the family members of the man tested positive later the state has reported 60 cases of the virus so far with 31 from the district alone one death has been reported dear listeners the 21 day lockdown is nearing an end but there's no end to the devastating effects it's had on the economy and especially on the working class migrant laborers and daily wage earners for instance there is difficulty in procuring food grains such as wheat mustard and pulses since borders have been closed transport has been banned and social distancing has been given increasing importance for farmers these are tough times a food analyst breaks it down in simple terms in conversation with rinda read the report on our website titled food today no farmer tomorrow scientist devinder sharma on why there can be no agricultural lockdown similarly media is also taking a hit from fake news to pay cuts a huge chunk of the industry is in danger of being defunct but we here at news laundry are sailing the storm well because we have concerned citizens like you who pay to keep news free to help us stay afloat please do your bit subscribe now with the lowest term starting at 300 rupees per month and help us serve you better moving on to international updates on coronavirus the global number of coronavirus cases touched 1.6 million with a death toll close to 96000 according to the john hopkins tally the us recorded over 1700 deaths in 24 hours with more than 46000 confirmed cases worldwide more than 355000 people have recovered from the disease the unemployment rate in the us is expected to touch 15% this month amid the effects of the pandemic on global economy in the uk officials stated that the death toll rose by 881 in 24 hours prime minister boris johnson was moved out of intensive care 
but remained in the hospital while battling the disease. The country has reported more than 65,000 cases. Russia has reported more than 1,700 positive cases, making it the country's largest daily rise so far. The total number of confirmed infections are close to touching 12,000. Singapore has suspended the use of Zoom for online education after hackers hijacked a lesson and showed obscene images to students. Known as Zoom bombing, two hackers interrupted a geography lesson. This happened a day after Singapore closed schools on Wednesday in partial lockdown measures. Lessons have moved online while some teachers are using video conferencing tools like Zoom. Singapore's Ministry of Education said it was investigating the serious incidents and may file police reports. Similarly, the US Senate told its members not to use the app over security concerns on Thursday. East Timor has confirmed another case of coronavirus, according to health authorities, bringing the total number of cases to two. The tiny Southeast Asian nation with a population of less than 1.3 million reported its first case on March 21st. That patient has now recovered. Pakistan's government has begun distributing rupees 144 billion in cash grants to low-income families across the country in roughly 17,000 distribution centers designated for the same. In the first phase, roughly $300 million was dispersed to banks by the federal government to be distributed in the form of rupees 12,000 grants to low-income families who have been affected by the lockdown. The country has reported more than 3,000 cases with at least 87 deaths. Now for some non-coronavirus news. There's some sad news for fans of the classic television show Ramayan. Actor Shyam Sundar Kalani, who played the role of twin brothers Sugriv and Bali in Ramanand Sagar's Ramayan, has passed away. Arun Govil, who shared screen space with Shyam Sundar Kalani in the show, took to Twitter to mourn the demise of the actor. Sunil Lahri, who played Lakshman in Ramayan, shared his condolences on the social media site as well. Deepika Chiklia, who played Sita on the show, also tweeted her condolences and I quote, Rest in peace Shyam Sundar Kalani, who played the role of Sugriv and was battling cancer for a long time. He was a professional wrestler and a very fine human being. He will be missed. Unquote. Doordarshan is presently re-airing the popular television show. The High Court in London on Thursday deferred hearings on a plea by the State Bank of India-led Consortium of Indian Banks seeking liquor baron Vijay Malia to be declared bankrupt to enable them to recover a loan of around £1.145 billion from him. Justice Michael Briggs of the Insolvency Division of the High Court granted relief to Malia. He ruled that Malia should be given time till his petitions to the Supreme Court of India and his settlement proposal before the Karnataka High Court is determined. This would allow him time to repay his debts to the banks in full. Chief Insolvency and Company Court Judge Briggs in his verdict said that there is no obvious advantage to the banks to pursue this class action at this point of time. The judgment read and I quote, This bankruptcy petition is by any measure extraordinary. The banks are pressing for a bankruptcy order at a time when there are extant proceedings in India. Unquote. Earlier, a consortium of Indian public sector banks led by the State Bank of India had sought a bankruptcy order against Malia as part of efforts to recoup around GPP 1.145 billion of unpaid loans from Malia. Judge Briggs had reserved his judgment after hearing arguments from both sides in December last year over the loans to Malia's now-defunct Kingfisher Airlines. In his judgment, the judge concluded that the legal cases being pursued by Malia in India stood a reasonable prospect of success. US President Donald Trump on Thursday said that a tentative agreement between Saudi Arabia and Russia 
to cut global oil production was a very acceptable agreement. At a White House press briefing, Trump said that the two countries were getting close to a deal and termed the conference call with Russian President Vladimir Putin and Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman a very good call. In principle, Russia and Saudi Arabia agreed to cut oil production. This is a move that could help US producers that were devastated by the two-month-long price war between the two countries. The deal, however, is not final as not all member countries of the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries or OPEC have formally agreed to the cuts. According to delegates, Mexico has not signed up yet. Under the terms of the agreement, Moscow and Riyadh would both reduce their output to 8.5 million barrels per day, removing roughly 5 million barrels from the market. This move is meant to ease the oversupply of oil, which, combined with depressed global demand because of the coronavirus, tanked oil prices. Now, for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Are you looking to relocate to a new home once this lockdown is over? If so, then things might not be that simple. The virus has affected large sectors of the economy and has also underlined already existing glaring holes in it. To know more about how the pandemic is affecting Indian real estate, read Vivek's piece titled 10 Things You Need to Know About Indian Real Estate in the Aftermath of Coronavirus. Also, don't forget to tune into the latest awful and awesome entertainment rap podcast episode in which Abhinandan Sekhri, Rajeshri Sen, and News Laundry subscriber Goonj Mohan discuss films Muska and Tran, Netflix drama Money Heist, Amazon Prime series Panchayat, and more. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.